2: Hey welcome back to my podcast. My name is Lorena and this is The Pooch. We are on episode 11. I'm not gonna muck around here with excuses for why I've taken so long to record episode 11 but here we are. Um, I want to talk today about how obsessing over doing things properly is a problem. It's a problem I've had ever since my daughter was born and it's something that I'm kind of learning not to do and why it's a problem. But I'd like to start today's episode off with a pet peeve and this is like not mine related or anything like that this is simply me i don't know if i'm just short fused actually i know i'm short fused my pet peeve is when i'm walking through the shops and people just like stumble out of a shop but they don't look where they're going and like i have to slow down that makes me super impatient i'm a very yeah i'm well aware like i i have a short fuse i have a hot head i'm not good i don't like kind of cause confrontation but that will fire me up so it's just like you know watch where you're going it's all good anyway that's a really silly pet peeve but that was the one I thought of for today so obsessing over doing things properly and why it's a problem so I just wanted to cover a couple of things one what are some of the things that I have obsessed over since my daughter was born um, and obsessed over doing things properly why they make me feel like a failure. Why this kind of thought process has always made me feel like a failure and why doing things properly shouldn't necessarily be the ultimate goal. So that's kind of what I want to cover today. So the first thing I have obsessed over a lot over in the last two years in terms of getting it right and doing it properly is my daughter's sleep. Her sleep has been the cause of a lot of problems and particularly kind of two things one is her actually getting the rest that she needs and me just panicking constantly that I don't know what I'm doing wrong why is it that I can't get her to stay asleep or fall asleep quickly rest enough whatever it might be but the other thing is that obviously all the time I spent on her not sleeping um, is time that I'm just frustrated like I'm not we're not enjoying each other's company it's just me frustrated trying to get her to sleep or me lacking sleep myself me you know losing sleep at night Um, trying to force naps trying to force a kind of plan or bedtime routine whatever it might be it has made me feel like such a massive failure because up until very recently and I mean like the last maybe week and a bit and even that's not been consistent but up until then we have woken up constantly every night. Um, We've taken, you know, two hours to go to bed at night some days. I mentioned the other day, like it can take up to two hours. Naps can be, you know, quite lengthy when we're trying to actually get her to go to sleep. And so, you know, obviously that whole thing kicks in where I'm thinking, you know, must be something that I've not done properly. That is the cause of her not sleeping or not staying asleep. And it's, It's a problem, I guess, because the more I read, the more. So I went to Tresillian with her when she was nine months and I was trying so hard to be consistent with what I was taught there. Tresillian, for those of you that have never been, it's not the scary thing that you think it is, or at least that wasn't my experience. I thought they were going to be forcing this you know um, cry to sleep kind of old school approach and it was absolutely polar opposite of that in fact it was all about building that attachment with your baby responding when they need you and it was really cool but you know it didn't really change for me it didn't change things just drastically in terms of her sleep what it changed was my attitude towards her um, sleep and I guess clarifying a few things for me that I was confused about at the time you know when you're going through this fucking crazy time at first and you're like if I do too much if I respond too much am I am I doing the wrong thing am I breaking her in terms of her sleep if I don't respond is she going to turn out with lots of issues you know to do with having a poor attachment style like all that stuff just was running through my head so at least what Tresillian did was help me become a lot clearer about what makes sense from a psychological standpoint in terms of her you know, how I respond to her when she's upset at night and, or, you know, struggling to fall asleep. But I guess, you know, regardless of that, the fact that at the end of the day, it's been an impossible feat to get her to sleep. I have felt like such a failure because I have never committed to anything 100%. I can honestly say there is nothing that I have committed to 100% because it's actually for me physically impossible emotionally draining and physically impossible to commit to anything 100% um, with regards to sleep training and routines and etc like I you know part of me was kind of like uh, you know am I supposed to implement like a really strict sleep time and and I know that there are people out there that you know feel that that's what's best and that's what makes sense but I just couldn't like it didn't it didn't make sense for me and then there's the part of me that kind of goes, Well, that no wonder, no wonder you've got the sleep problems that you do because you never committed to something like that. But even, even plans I did have, you know, getting to her to bed by a certain time, following some kind of evening routine to give her all the cues about that it's getting close to bed, responding to all her cues, all that kind of stuff, it was really hard for me to do it 100% consistently. So that felt like this obsession over her sleep has made. basically it's been my fault that sleep has just not worked I have wasted and I cannot describe the feeling and I'm sure some of you who've had problems with sleep would understand the wasting of hours you do in a day over the duration of your kid's life so far Um, I'm talking like I could easily spend at some point in time I was easily spending four hours in a day settling her to sleep just 4 hours just on that um and I was not accomplishing anything else I would you know nap times would be it almost felt like a waste of time like I was in there for so long struggling to get her to sleep and 20 minutes later she'd be awake like where's the payoff it kind of it honestly feels like all this effort for little payoff and I know you know an overtired kid is is worse than you know a kid that's rested and stuff but like honestly 20 minutes like I could barely heat up my lunch I couldn't I could barely sit down to start eating before she'd wake up again and I'd be in there for an hour and a bit trying to get her to sleep in the first place like it's just it's just crazy so the number of hours that I've spent not achieving anything it has just been out of control the other thing that I have obsessed over a lot trying to do things properly and I just think it's just you know, I've made this very clear during my podcast so far that it's something that I'm not going to obsess over anymore and I'm working really hard at that, but that is around keeping on top of the house. Um, Just, you know, things that kind of need to be done routine. Um, I do live with my family, with my parents, you know, at this stage. It's not like, I'm you know fully in charge of an entire household so that you know that's something in my benefit and I do get all that help and support obviously but I'm talking more about things like keeping on top of my washing keeping on top of you know cleaning having a clear space um, in terms of being calm and level-headed because I'm I don't know if it's just me or the fact that I don't know I'm a visual person or whatever it might be but I can absolutely feel a direct link between how messy my environment is and and I'm talking like visually like if I can't see clear spaces I start to get worked up like I really get and and I I feel like that's when also when I'm overtired and when I'm you know stressed or whatever it might be I actually need to see an empty or relatively empty relatively minimal environment and not being able to stay on top of that has you know and kind of obsessing over staying on top of that both because I feel like well the house just needs to be in order but also because I understand what it does to my mental health when it's not it's like I'm failing in two ways in a sense like it's you know I'm I'm not able to stay on top of it so I'm just a disorganized person a messy person whatever it might be but on top of it I'm not able to stay on top of it knowing how much it impacts my mental health not to see clear spaces and you know that's why I'm such a big advocate of get a toy box shove shit in there you know um shut the laundry door like I'm such a big advocate of that because even though the stuff has not been completed when you can see that the space being empty it gives your mind some calm for a period of time and I know you know you're not you're not kidding yourself you know the work is there to be done but the thing is the work's always going to be done there to be done you know washing will never end and unless you and your whole family stop wearing clothes you know dishes will never stop unless you're all going to commit to never eating at home again those things will continue to build up it's it's a never ending task so i'm such an advocate of keeping them away from your eyes <laughs> from your you know your view of the world just because that kind of empty space and that calm environment helps in my view and I know many people feel the same way it helps you remain calm and more mindful about what you're doing anyway so yeah but I guess not being able to stay on top of those two things has made me feel like a big failure both for my mental health sake and also for simply just you know staying on top of the housework um, wanting to you know or I guess obsessing over wanting to be overall more organized and having nothing fall off my radar so I have wanted for so long and I am I'm terrible at this like I am a hot mess on a good day but I have obsessed over trying to be the person who has everything you know sorted on time appointments on time bills paid fines paid everything kind of in order and I just feel like that's where I absolutely crumble. Something always falls off my radar. I cannot humanly stay on top of it all. I don't have, I guess, a system that helps me stay on top of it all. And it it often feels like when one thing falls apart, the rest kind of unravels. So, you know, I've missed one appointment or I've forgotten to make an appointment about something. And then I have to schedule, like, how can I get to this appointment? Someone has to watch my daughter. Um, that appointment was like a pre-requirement for a different type of whatever it might be you know Um, finances are not kind of totally under control which means you start to stress in these other areas of your life and I just feel like once one thing once one thing unravels the rest kind of falls apart so that obsession or I guess that that deep desire that I have to be fully organized and just never being able to achieve it is another thing that makes me feel like a massive failure The next is health and exercise. Um, I'm on a, like, I don't know what's kind of, I don't know how to describe the way that I feel about health and exercise, uh, as in like, you know, diet and exercise overall, because I think, I think I've had a relatively... I don't want to say completely unhealthy relationship with my body but I know that as a you know as a teenager I always complained about feeling you know overweight and I always had these you know negative kind of thoughts about my appearance I'm one I'm a typical you know pretty standard person that I know and that is like you know growing up trying out all these diets and over time just ending up heavier than I was before anyway so there's like I really have had what I would consider a relatively unhealthy thought process around food and exercise, you know, I might binge and then restrict. Like I know that that's, I'm learning as time goes by that that's something that I've done for a long period of time, you know, I, and I kind of yo-yo between having this, right, I'm going to be super healthy. I'm going to start going, you know, um, religiously doing exercise and um, eating completely strictly and then Part of me kind of goes, but just by committing to this healthy lifestyle, I don't know, it feels like an, an odd, unhealthy thought process because I another part of me wants to just not think about it. A part of me just wants to live and, you know, live my life and throw my hands up and go, what am I doing, you know, refusing myself the odd piece of cake when I'm at someone's birthday or whatever it might be. How many times do I go to parties these days? It's not a thing. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, what am I doing long-term? Who am I benefiting long Like, I'm not even benefit- benefiting myself long-term by not just enjoying those moments and having like the things that, you know, the pleasures in life. And I, that's something that when I'm in those kind of super healthy modes, something clicks sometimes. I'm like, oh, I just, I don't want to have this, un- I just don't want to have this obsession around food. I don't want, and then I almost go the other way. So I, I kind of go from, I'm in full health mode Then something clicks in me I've gone to an event I felt like I've missed out or whatever it might be or by default I have let's say I've skipped an exercise class or I've eaten one meal because I just couldn't refuse it because someone cooked it for me and I couldn't in the moment be like look I don't eat that stuff or whatever it might be and then it's just like well you've ruined it all now anyway time to live your life and I just go kind of back into this you know why am i going to get up at 7am on a sunday to go to a gym class like you know i struggle with sleep as it is and i'm going to do that to my th- so i kind of go back and forward but overall it's something that makes me feel like a failure because i have those pockets of wanting and obsessing with this idea that i can i can do this and i can do it perfectly and i think i think right now i'm not even clear on it because i want to be healthy i want to look look in a way that I consider great I want to feel great I want to have more energy I want to be strong um but I I kind of want the best of both worlds I kind of want to do that and still enjoy I I don't want to feel like I'm constantly you know I guess, rejecting the things that make me happy. So I have to really work on my relationship with food and exercise. I know this is not like a, I've learned all this stuff and here's, I'm delivering it to you. But right now I feel like that's something that I need to work on. But the point that, the reason I'm sharing it, I guess is because it is an area that I have obsessed over a lot and it makes me feel like a failure, especially since I've become a mum. Because simply, you know, my time is, um I guess my available time is less firstly and secondly it's so much less predictable like I'm sitting down to to record a podcast while my daughter's having a nap and this time that I'm doing this could be could be cut by her waking up any minute now and that same when I say okay well tonight I'm going to do a workout um for those of you this is um. I guess this is a handy one if you like. Um, Emily Sky Fit is one that I, uh, an app that I've got, and I think it's great. And I love doing her home exercises. And but the thing is, this you know, I kind of go, okay, tonight once I've put her to bed, I'm going to do that. So I commit to this goal of doing that. And then what ends up happening is that the system kind of falls apart because I didn't expect that I'd be still, you know, I'd be sneaking out of her room after struggling to get her to sleep at 30, 10pm and I don't really feel like doing a workout when I'm already getting tired to what like wake myself up heaps and then really struggle to get to sleep so it's kind of like some bits and it sounds like a bad excuse but some bits are a little bit out of my control I can say I'm going to get up at five o'clock every day um, to do exercise but the times that I do my daughter wakes up you know not long after me so yeah it's just kind of this Your time is not fully in your control. In fact, my time feels so little in my control at the moment that even trying to say I'm going to be super healthy, I'm going to do a workout every single day. The only thing I can guarantee is that I can take her for a walk in the pram. That is the only thing I can guarantee. I can never guarantee that I'll have half an hour to walk on a treadmill which I have downstairs I can't because I need I need other resources I need people to you know be with her and like if I have a plan that says this is what I'm going to do each week for exercise it's already setting me up to fail because I'm not in control of my time which is a huge problem when it comes to you know trying to obsess or, or I guess obsessing over doing things perfectly and and I guess with my poor attitude of unless I can do it perfectly I'm not going to do it because it doing it half-assed kind of makes me feel like a failure so it's almost like I've made a conscious decision not to do it because I can't do it perfectly either way I feel like I'm failing and the next area that I obsess over trying to do things properly and makes me feel like a failure all the time is parenting and I think that is one that um I'm I will consistently say I'm not here to give parenting advice I'm not here to educate people about parenting at all at all at all this is not what this podcast is about But in the sense that parenting um, is a thing that I try to do to the best of my ability, to the best of my knowledge, I try to be calm, I try to be consistent, I try to do all the things that I understand to be the type of parent I want to be. Um, But, you know, I have this kind of fear that if I get things wrong, which I do, and we all do, and we all kind of stuff up here and there, I really struggle to move on from that. And especially when I was a like a new fresh mum when she was you know quite young and I I know that most people think well parenting doesn't really apply to a newborn but it does in the sense that like you know you're being consistent around her sleep Um, you know having before I had gone to Tresillion, I was lost about whether or not to pick her up if she's crying you know in her in her bassinet or not like it seems like such a silly thing now that I am two and a bit years into it but I almost felt like I had received or I had come across so much conflicting information from, you know, previous generations about how things were done to, you know, research about what happens if you don't pick up the kid or if you do pick up, like all that kind of stuff. I just felt like, you know, if I got it wrong once, that's it, I had broken her. Like, that's it. And it was just, compl- like I felt completely neurotic, to be honest. Like I was completely neurotic over getting things done from a parenting perspective right from the beginning. Um if I slipped up once, if I gave in and, you know, just gave her boobie to try and, or you know, got her to sleep you know, drinking boobie. Oh my gosh, like that to me, I was like, but she can't. She can't, you know, feed to sleep because now she's going to and I did it a number of times and it became kind of my downfall because I really struggled with sleep. And far out, it just was like this constant feeling of like, I am damaging her. And I in like I'm watching myself damaging this creature and it killed me. It absolutely killed me. And I know now in hindsight that a huge part of those emotions really came from just what, the feelings of being insanely overwhelmed um, and just struggling, you know, being tired and, you know, all the fears that come with being a new mum. But at the time I was like, I am just massively failing um, to the point that, you know i the the amount of information that was available to me became a burden. It was not a savior. it was an absolute burden to me. I kind of wish I knew nothing, and I wish I was like consciously going in blind so that I could just give myself the freedom to go well i 'll see what works today, and if it doesn't, i 'll try something else tomorrow. I was so bombarded with information that I felt complete like I was drowning and I didn't know what to what to listen to um so you know and then I guess what would make it 10 times worse and would make me feel like even more of a failure was it if people would notice so if anyone would make a comment um you know she's I don't know str- like crying in the pram and instead of consistently walking around with her I'd go and pick her up because I'm like I just can't I can't face the crying anymore and I just feel like she needs me Um, One time I did that and I remember someone being like, oh, well, there goes, you know, there goes her ability to get herself to sleep or something like that. And I I literally spent half a day crying over it because I was like, even someone else thinks I'm breaking her. Like, how awful is that feeling? And that was just all around this inability to let go and be like, you know what, just like back off, sticking up for myself and say, you know what? I can, um, I'll work this one out. And if it doesn't work for me today, I can see what I can do about it tomorrow. But instead I just let my whole sense of security go and was like, oh my God, I need to get this right. And if I don't, I'm just ruining everything.
0: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online.
2: so here's why I think doing things properly shouldn't be the goal I think I've already mentioned it a couple of times but in essence I really believe that we kind of need to think about acknowledging that especially if this is your first time but even if it's your second time I feel like your second time you're almost learning you would be learning just as much you know because you'd be learning to be a parent of two kids as opposed to just one and I just feel like we all need to give ourselves a bit of a break and take the pressure off by viewing things as a learning curve. Like literally going you know, when you go to school, you don't go in expecting to already know the stuff. You go in, sit, and listen, you pay attention, you really observe if you're a good kid, and then you try to get stuff out of it and you try to reproduce what you've been taught and then you know, if you stuff it up, it's okay. And you try again. So the, I think the reason doing things properly shouldn't be the goal is that it's so easy to fail. Like perfection cannot happen. It cannot exist. It's so easy to fail. Um, especially over something that you have so little control over. So, um, a baby (laughs) before I had a baby, I was, Fully convinced that I could completely form this human and and it would be basically a replica of what I, replica of what I had designed, and I know now that that's not the case. A baby just functions as a baby. A toddler functions as a toddler. They don't care about the plan. They don't have um, the 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 ultimate goal in mind. They're not thinking about the future like you are. They don't give a shit if they're overtired. They want to do what they're doing right now, and you as a human being also have your emotions to deal with when you're trying to be consistent and um stick to a, whatever plan it is that you have in mind. So I think doing things perf- perfectly or properly at the time, if that is your goal, you're going to fail. But if you kind of aim aim for the si- you know, for the situation to be a learning process for both of you, then I just feel like that is that takes the pressure off you, but it also I don't know, it removes this whole sense of having to get it right straight away because how do you know what right is you know how do you know what perfect is if you've not seen kind of the other side um if I dedicated a hundred percent of my time to trying to you know sleep train a baby or to do everything perfectly get my house in order do my exercise eat my food like it is it is absolutely impossible to achieve perfection in one let alone all of those areas so by having all these kind of goals that really surround perfection instead of learning that's where I'm setting myself up to fail you know if I go to the gym and go right well in three weeks I'm going to look completely differently (laughs) instead of saying my goal is just to be able to attend twice a week for the next three weeks and I'll set up a system that helps me do that however I can do that and that you know that's something that can be challenging in itself but if I can achieve that it's okay that I haven't completely transformed my body in that time the fact that I've attended the fact that I've you know had that mental space the fact that I've I don't know done some cardio done some weights whatever it might be those those you know that that goal of just having a system that allows me to go multiple times a week versus the goal of shredding and losing the mum bod and all that kind of stuff which is really really hard to achieve when like I said not everything is in your control that's where we end up feeling like failures um, and it's just physically impossible to do all of those things 100% of the time the, the other thing that I notice is the more I don't know if this applies to everyone but it certainly applies to me the more I obsess or I stress over doing something the more the situation and you know often my daughter feeds off of that making the making the ultimate goal even harder to achieve so literally trying to put her to sleep and trying to rush it because oh my god we've been sitting here for an hour go to sleep already just that shift in my mood that shift in my like the way that I'm feeling and that I'm no longer calm and now I'm like get to sleep now is exactly what shifts her energy and means that we're going to be in this for longer it's just the same thing as like you know trying to um wanting to lose weight and just being so desperate to lose it now and being sick and tired of having some kind of lengthy process and all that stuff that frustration and that stress over obsessing over getting it done and getting it done quickly is exactly what puts me back so it doesn't help to obsess over doing things perfectly at all um so my solutions one of them and it's like some of it's yes easier said than done but I really feel like just maybe me giving you this pep talk might help hopefully um try just try and ride the waves just literally try to like if you know try to not describe yourself as this perfect thing or this you know this creature that's trying to aim for perfection but think more about this i'm in the process of learning how to parent i'm going to make mistakes i expect that i'm going to make mistakes and those mistakes are going to be fine um and you know almost like have that have that kind of recap at the end and go well how did that go how did that make me feel um tomorrow I'll try something different and it's okay and I feel like just that calm approach to to life and to the things that you want to do better in um, but with that kind of mindset of riding the wave riding the sleep wave riding the exercise wave you know riding the tidy house wave whatever it might be and I know like I said it's easier said than done but that thought process of just like take it easy and take this as a learning process for you Because it's a learning process for everyone else. Why do you expect yourself to be able to do it perfectly? It is, I think it'll take the edge off. Um, The other thing is that I think you need to be open and honest with yourself. I'm all about being honest, being transparent about struggles, both for your sake and for everyone else's. If everyone is more open and honest about their struggles, then when we go through those struggles ourselves, we realize that it's normal but if we all pretend to be perfect whether it's you know through images that like i said like i've mentioned many times before images that we share on social media or this curated kind of life that reflects parenting as one thing when in reality it's something else if we're not being open and honest about reality about saying you know man i'm really struggling to shake off these kg's it's been a while um And some people can do it really easily and some people can't. But sharing those struggles means that those of us who are also struggling as well as yourself, we kind of mutually benefit from that shared struggle, I guess. The other thing I would suggest is try to support yourself like you would if you were helping your best friend who is needing um, some help or, you know, who's going through a struggle sleep sleep stuff just think about you know trying to get the baby to sleep struggling with any sleep related issues one of the things for me that has really been an impact or impacted by sleep being a problem is the fact that I can't get other things done and if I was looking at myself through the lens of a friend I would be like well what can I get done for you or what can I make easier for you so that the fact that you're trying to ride the waves and work through the sleep stuff doesn't add pressure in another area of life. So, you know, shout yourself, <laughs> shout yourself dinner and don't think that leaving your kid's room after struggling for hours to try and get them to sleep is the beginning of cooking time, for example. Just take the pressure off on one part so that the other part can function, you know, like treat yourself like a friend, like like you would treat a friend in those moments. This is a simple tip, I guess, but if you haven't thought about it, here's Here's a little gift to you. Um, when you do have a miraculous chance to have five minutes to yourself, let's say you're at the shops and your baby's falling asleep in the pram or whatever it might be and you're lucky enough to go and have a coffee, use five minutes of that time. Don't use it all because that is precious fucking time. But use five minutes of that time to just think about the week ahead and shove as many reminders into your phone as you can. Um, you don't need that mental load Siri can handle it or whatever phone you have but in my case it's Siri she can handle that mental load that shouldn't be sitting with you and just literally yell at your phone remind me on Tuesday to pay this blah remind me like just yell at your phone for five minutes give Siri the mental load you dump it and then five minutes is over you go back to having your coffee and staring at the window or scrolling through fucking Instagram if that's what you feel like doing because you need to have a break The next thing that I'm, you know, I guess regarding health is to take things at your own pace and it's, I know it's really easy to say that but I feel like if we're all kind of sharing our struggle and we're understanding that people, especially, you know, after having a kid, our bodies are all changed, our available time has changed, having this goal of snapping back, you know, is just so detrimental to our mental health and to me it's just so unhelpful. I feel like we need to take health and exercise and food at our own pace um, try to find something you enjoy I know that sounds really cheesy because everyone who struggles to exercise is told the same thing well why don't you go to like a dance class or do something that you like don't make exercise so hard I'm um, yes in a way I'm saying that but I'm, I'm saying even if it's even if it's going for a walk with a coffee in your hand I don't care I don't care don't feel like you're failing because you're not pumping weights in a gym and when people tell you chuck your kid in the creche I can tell you right now that would never work for me because my kid would be screaming for the maybe three minutes that I would go down into the gym and start doing a workout before I gave up and went up and grabbed my kid so just do exercise in a way that works for you Um, like I said just find something you enjoy even if it's just walking even if you've got a coffee in your hand I don't care think more about how good it's doing you moving let's say being outside um, being with other people whatever it is think about treating yourself think about how good it does to you as opposed to this goal of having to lose weight or to look a certain way because nothing matters more than your mental health absolutely nothing and if you're going to start obsessing over it it's just not it's you're going to end up worse off absolutely worse off and i guess the last pointer or thing to remember is that we none of us know what we're doing um i really like if i can deliver any message to as many people as i can through this podcast is that none of us know what we're doing nobody is an expert in this um how can we strive for perfection particularly around at this life that is because I know I've spoken about exercise and cleaning a house and things that don't directly relate to being a mum, but they do because they're all all of our life revolves around this new time frame or, or lack of available time that we have lack of energy lack of sleep whatever it might be all our whole life revolves around that so we can't we can't strive for perfection if none of us know what perfection looks like in that way um you know some people feel like if they're getting all those getting all like the other activities perfectly then they're abandoning another part of their life that they wish they did better whether it's spending more time with their kids or spending more time with their partner whatever it might be so just remember we're all trying to find a balance. We cannot possibly get any part of our lives perfect. Obsessing over that is just going to lead to more problems and more sense of failure. And yeah, like I said before, you know, take the pressure off, ride the wave, make mistakes, and just do things at your pace. And if you want to call, you know, exercise a little play in the park with your kid or I don't know, walking to the shops to buy yourself an ice cream, then that's exercise and, you know, we can work out together. So, I'm just going to end this episode with a hack. Um I don't know. Like this is going to make me sound really lazy and whatever. It's fine. This is this is some of the stuff that I do. Um again, the theme of this episode obviously is how hard it is to get my kid to sleep. And so I feel like once I've sat with her in her room for like, I don't know, an hour, now we've kind of worked out a little magic, I think um like I said over the last couple of weeks, more or less, but in general this is what I do it's nothing crazy but basically I just try to make it so that by the time I've left her room I don't I don't feel too lazy to do things like wash my makeup off or brush my teeth or just like the simple things that you need to do before going to bed so I try and get that all done either with her or even while I'm putting her to sleep and yes I mentioned it in my last episode Every now and then I remove my makeup with a baby wipe. So when I'm in her room, the baby wipes are at hand. And I know when I leave her room, I'm going to have to go through this whole face washing routine. Sometimes I just whip out a baby wipe and I clean my face while I'm trying to put her to sleep. When I'm when she's brushing her teeth, I brush mine and I show her what it looks like to brush your teeth. And so it's already done by the time I leave her room. Like those little things is my hack. Doing things, I guess, um, so that by the time you're tired you don't have to start doing all the things that begin your evening routine just do them early do them with your kid or do them in a way that's convenient for you so once again I want to tell you to trust your gut be kind to your pooch and just have a fabulous week and yeah bye